through the eyes of some of his disciples, the centurion who nailed him to the cross, and even the criminal that is, the, whose place he took. But it's interesting that all of these people were fundamentally changed by what Jesus did. Two of the most powerful statements in that film clip are, he took my place and surely he was the son of God. You see, these are actually two of the basic tenets of the Christian faith. That Jesus is the Son of God and that he died on a cross in our place so that our sins might be forgiven. Now in many people's eyes, both Christian and non-Christian, that makes Jesus a really nice guy. I mean, that's, that's a pretty neat thing to do, isn't it? And following that assertion that Jesus is a really nice guy, it stands to reason that some people would follow him and follow his teachings because you have to admit they have some merit both morally and culturally in our society today but you see Jesus spoiled all that Jesus went one step further and he stated in John 14 16 I am the way the truth and the life no one can come to the father except through me See, Jesus made this very exclusive and some people would say very arrogant statement which, which pronounced him as the only way to get to God. Now, if that's not true, that's a very inflammatory and um, what would be the word, um, politically incorrect statement to make. You're going to offend a whole slew of people just by making that statement. But if you're going to accept it, it needs one further criteria to be met. And we see this in the Gospels. And it's the phrase, on the third day, he arose again from the dead. If that phrase is not true, then everything we worship as Christians, everything we do as Christians, is a total waste of time. Watch this.
See, that is the phrase that matters. A lot of people argue so much about things like whether the universe was created in seven days, whether Noah really had an ark, whether there really were rock monsters that helped him build it, if you've seen the movie. But with this statement, Jesus gave us a clear choice. Either he is the Son of God and our only pathway to Almighty God, or he lied to everyone. There's no middle ground. Jesus was never and will never be just a nice guy. So, as we close tonight, before we all go off to enjoy the Easter long weekend, who's looking forward to the weekend? Who's looking forward to Easter eggs? I know that the worship team has been fasting for the last couple of weeks and chocolate, I think, has been the main thing. So they are looking forward to some chocolate Easter eggs. But before we do that, I want to give people an opportunity tonight to make a choice regarding what you've heard in that message. I mean, I could, and some people who know we would say I probably want to, preach for another 20 minutes to convince you of the truth of the gospel message, to show you the importance of Jesus dying and rising from the dead. But I don't think I can do it any better than what you've just seen. And so you have a choice. You could ignore everything that you've seen and that you've heard, and that's fine. But you could also say, that information needs me to make a decision. If what Jesus said is true, and I believe it is, then the sacrifice that he made by dying on the cross and rising again has to be significant in my life. And we can accept that sacrifice we can actually choose to follow Jesus Christ and believe what he says about himself and about us. And you know what? God made it really easy. There is no complicated religious ritual you have to go through. No circumcisions for the guys. (laughs) No sort of cutting your palm and swearing blood brotherhood. No signing over your fortune to an organisation who shall remain nameless. But just a statement of faith that he asks us to make. So what I'm going to do in a moment is I'm going to ask everybody to close their eyes. And if you want to make a decision tonight that you're going to accept Jesus at his word, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so that I can see it while nobody else is looking around. You don't have to do it yet. I'll I'll tell you when. And then I'm going to get us all to stand up. And we're going to stand. We're all going to pray a prayer together. A very simple and a very short prayer. And if you put your hand up, when we've finished saying that, that prayer and when we've closed the meeting, I want you to come up to me here on the altar afterwards tell me that that was you and you want to make that decision for Jesus Christ and we can talk about what your next steps are going to be 
on that walk. Because it's not an open and shut case. I don't know what you've been told or what you've heard about making a decision. But who knows, if you make a decision to go in a marathon, it's pointless unless you actually go in the marathon. You can make that decision, but then you have to train. You actually have to run. And if you're in the marathon, guess what? You have to run for 42 kilometers. Otherwise, it's not a marathon. And it's the same with accepting Jesus Christ. It's not a decision to say, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I'll do that. Then you don't ever have to worry about it again. It's opening a door to a different life and a journey that you have to walk. It isn't an instant ticket to heaven. They don't issue them, as far as I know. So right now, can I get everybody to close their eyes? And whether you've done this before, but you feel that you haven't lived up to expectations, or whether it's something you've never done, that you've never thought, well, I need to make a a positive decision to accept Jesus Christ. Then I want you, while nobody's looking around, just to pop your hand up so that I can see it. And I'll get you to put it straight down again. Thank you, I see that hand. Anybody else? The best decision you'll ever make in your life is to accept what Jesus has for your life. Because let me tell you, it's better than anything you've got planned. Anybody at all? I see that hand. Okay, can I get you to open your eyes? And can we all stand up? us all to pray this prayer even if you're thinking well I don't need to pray that prayer because I am a follower of Jesus Christ or you're thinking I don't want to pray that prayer because it's a lie when does that stop people saying things we've just done a, a message on lying we've discovered that the world out there has so many terms for not telling the truth in fact, we don't like to say we don't tell the truth. We massage the truth. We're economical with the truth. Sometimes we, we, we're more than that. We stretch the truth. But we don't lie. If you don't believe what you're saying, consider it practice. For when you do. So can I get everybody to re- repeat after me? Dear God, today... I turn my life around. I reject my old life. I now embrace a life with Jesus Christ, your Son, as my Lord and Saviour. I am now a child of God. Amen. See, now that wasn't complicated, was it? That was simple. That is the door that we open if we mean what we say a lifetime with Jesus Christ I think too often we complicate it worry about what Jesus is going to tell us not to do that we like or what rules he's going to put into place that we're not going to really appreciate but it's not actually about rules it's actually about a relationship when 
we get into a relationship with another person, it's because we respect them, we like them, we admire them, we want to get closer to them. And the same thing operates exactly the same way with God. We're going to finish our service tonight on a high. We're going to sing another song just to get your voices lubricated again. So join with the worship team and let's sing.